and welcome back to another episode of the Fit Method Podcast. I'm your host, David Lohman. Gary Ross returning with me to talk about Veterans Day. Yeah, man. I feel like it's been a few podcasts without me. You've had a yeah. few. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which is awesome. Yeah, we uh, we couldn't coordinate schedules, plus I was I only have three mics. Yeah, no, no. So. It's tremendous. You had the Phil Now Twins, and then you had uh, Rob from iCryo and Blake in uh, South Park, which was awesome. Those yeah. are both phenomenal podcasts, so good to be back on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, this is a very uh, sensitive day of the year, or um, I guess more memorable for you and for a lot of people in the military. Yeah, Memorial Day is a tougher day, generally speaking. Right. Veterans Day is uh, a little of different flavor, but it's definitely a good day to reflect anyways, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, so I actually wanted to start with that because um, I, obviously I prepped you in advance for this discussion, but can you recount a particular, particularly memorable or impactful moment from your time in the military that has stayed with you throughout your life? I'm sure there's probably multiple ones. Yeah, there's so many, but... With that, quite when I looked at that question, there, there's kind of two things. One was an in-deployment thing, which I'll talk about, and one was a post-deployment. So uh, we were in the country. When I say in country, we were overseas in Iraq, probably t- for two weeks. Two weeks in. What time we, was this? This was um, so. This would have been December of 2005. Wow. Okay. I know some time ago because <laughs> we got there actually the weekend out. We had a long weekend for Thanksgiving, and then I re went back to my to Fort Hood. And then we deployed like two days later. So wow. we went just after Thanksgiving in 2005. Uh, so two weeks in country in Iraq. So actually it would be almost January because we spent two weeks in Kuwait getting outfitted and then we went into Iraq. So maybe January. But we were supposed to have a big mission to clear this vast like housing unit. So all these different houses where the Iraqis lived just to kind of go in there, see who had weapons, those type of things, right? And we had the entire company, Alpha Company, designated to do this. It rained the night before. We're driving through this thing and a bunch of the vehicles get stuck in the mud. The Bradley fighting vehicles, the Humvees and so forth. So a group of 130 guys that was supposed to do this ended up being 20 guys because wow. everybody else was stuck with the vehicles and they can't leave the vehicles, right? right. So 20 of us, my squad, all nine of us were able to do this. Uh, that mission should have taken X number of hours. Well, guess what? There's 20 guys versus 130 guys. It took us, I think, 48 hours to do this. So it was only memorable because it was a good lesson that no matter what the mission is, there's going to be, it never goes according to plan. And we've seen that in the business world with Fit Method, whatever, right? Right. So I take that one away because it's like, no matter what the circumstance is, we're going to get it done. So did it take forever? Yeah. I mean, I went two and a half days without sleep and, but we got it done. That group of 20 did the exact same thing that, now not, it's not ideal, Right. And it was overnight and then the next day and then overnight again. So that's number one. It's knowing and learning the lesson that no matter what the circumstances are, you can accomplish it. And that's a big lesson for the military. The second memorable moment was maybe a week after coming back home. Mm -hmm. One of my guys, I just shared a post the other day on my Instagram um, with my fire team. Yep. One of my guys who just actually just retired out of the military after 20 years. So to show you how old I am now, but... (laughs) He retired as an infantry platoon sergeant, sergeant first class. Yeah. Um, he introduced me to his girlfriend at the time. This is in Texas and said, this is, this is Ross. This is the guy who kept us alive for a year because I was their team leader. Yeah, yeah. And that always stuck with me because it's like you don't realize the impact you have as a leader, even in combat, of what your guys view you as. And I've always remembered that because it's almost like something to live up to. You know what I mean? Like 
it's hard to match that in the civilian world, which I know is the next question. But so those two things, the the mission in Iraq that went completely awry, yeah. one of many, but knowing that a small group can do what a big group's supposed to do as long as you have the right mindset and don't give up. And then knowing that those guys look to you as the guy who, quote unquote, kept them alive for a year. When I feel the exact opposite, they kept me alive for a year, right? There's that level of respect. And so those are two moments from my military career that very much stand out to me. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you pretty much only know those guys by their last name. I know first and last. But, um, but like when it comes to name tags, isn't it typically? Yeah, it's last name. Yeah, that's what I thought. But if I see them now, I'll call them by their first name. Okay. Some guys still call me Corporal Ross, even though I was promoted to sergeant. But that's when I was deployed. That's when they were with me. They'll still call me Corporal Ross. And I'm, you know, I'm in my 40s now. Like it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But you do call, it's like football. Last name, Coach but if I saw them now, oh, they just call you. Yeah. Yeah. But if I saw those guys now, I'll call them by their first name, I think, just okay. to not feel military about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the next question has to do with transitioning from military into civilian life. And yeah, I think this is, this is also an equally applicable question for professional athletes or people yes. that are, people that are retiring, going from the working life to retirement. Like the, you just think about all the big transitions in life. Like it comes with a lot of uncertainty and yeah. it's like, Oh, what am I going to do? Um, so from, from military to civilian life, what was that transition like specifically for you? Yeah. And what advice do you have for other veterans that are going through that? Yeah. So you, you've heard of the author, uh, Sebastian Junger. No, no. Mm-mm. So he, how, do you, how do you spell that last name? J is in Juliet, U N G E R like the word hunger, but with a J. Okay. He's a prolific writer and he's done some time embedded overseas um, he had a great book called War where he was with an infantry platoon in Afghanistan and he experienced everything that they went through. Um, but he talks about that transition because what he did was he looked and said after he, after he came back from Afghanistan, why are veterans committing suicide at such a high level? Mm. People think it's the combat and the trauma from combat and he realized it wasn't just infantry guys or special operators that were going through that. It was cooks and he's like, what is the common thread there? And he realized, and this is the biggest part of the transition, is they lost the brotherhood, mm. right? You think about what the military is. You grab a bunch of guys and girls or whatever, and you put this hodgepodge together. They create a brotherhood. Doesn't mean they like each other, right. but they're brothers. They'll yeah. kill for each other and die for each other. But then all of a sudden, their time ends, and now you take that person whose identity is a soldier, and you put him back in their hometown, they don't think that they've changed because everybody around them has changed with them, right? They're overseas with these guys or girls. When they come back home, they feel completely alienated. They realize, man, I'm different. Right. I see things different. No one gets me. And so that's the biggest part of that transition or the hardest part is like losing that brotherhood. For me, I always knew I had to have purpose. Mm-hmm. So what you see with veterans is they'll just try to find a job. Right, some guys in, from infantry can't do much. There's no direct transition unless you become a federal agent or a police officer or SWAT or something like that. Right. Right. I almost went down that road, but of course I found training and all that stuff. And and yep. having the purpose of still coaching people and being in the leadership role and all that was how I was able to transition and not feel that depression or that loss. I felt it briefly. Yeah. But I was like, man, I can't do this for too long. So I never found. I did a regular job in a warehouse for a while. It was great. And I left to become a trainer. I needed to have purpose. Yeah. So having a good family support system, which I do, having purpose, finding something in the civilian world that feels 
it can never replace the military, but something that gives you that brotherhood or sisterhood or whatever, and having purpose, I think, is the most important thing to transition and not feel that loss, that deep sense of loss. And I think spe- specifically, if you were in a leadership position in the military, yeah. how do you find a similar leadership position? And I yearned for it. And I don't even think I knew at the time. But And that's kind of what led me to where I am now, where we are now. But I've always wanted to be in a leadership role. After that, it's hard not to. Um, but that's the hardest part of transitioning is you have to find a career that still gives you purpose. Understand that nothing's going to replace the adrenaline of being <laughs> blown up and shot at for a year or whatever, right? That's, that's impossible to replace. Right. So find your adrenaline fix in a healthy way, mm-hmm. working out, rock marches, sky, whatever you want to do. But finding that structure, that purpose, and um, and not feeling that sense of loss is the key. Yeah. So yeah. absolutely. So many veterans bring valuable skills from their military service to the civilian workforce. How have your military experiences influenced your approach to business and leadership? It's a phenomenal question. So um, from a leadership perspective, you know what the word sergeant means? Like what it stands for or? yeah like so it, it comes from a latin background but you know what the word means no one who serves right so people don't realize people think oh you're a sergeant you're a leader yeah but it's an attitude of servant leadership right so as a leader you should be able to walk the walk we've all seen leaders whether it's in the fitness world or in the business world who can talk a good game but it's a lot of, of do as i say not as i do kind of thing so from a leadership perspective, I've always been a servant leader. You know how I am. I will walk the walk, right? It, I'll be the first one here or, or at Lifetime, wherever we were at. I was one of the hardest workers. I'm not going to just tell people what to do because I'm in a position of power. I'm going to make sure that I set the example. Yeah. I should be the first one in and the last one out. And that st- has stayed with me my whole career. I will always be a leader who leads by example, not just by words. Um, and with business, as far as that, it's like, just like with a mission, if I set a mission, we're going to, same with Fit Method, we've set some goals for ourselves and a lot of it is God's grace, but I know that I'm going to get that mission done, Yeah. right? If I write something down on paper, Dilo, or if I put an outline of, of goals, sometimes my timing is not God's timing yep. and it might not be the same time frame that I expect it to, but I know if I put a mission in front of myself, it's going to get done. And so between servant leadership, um, and leading differently than I think civilians lead, mm. right? Civilians lead differently. They don't lead like a sergeant. Once they get a managerial role, they look down sometimes on their staff. We're there to serve right. in a leadership role. We should be giving more than taking in that role. And that is a huge um, lesson that I learned from the military. Servant leadership and whatever the mission is, it's going to get done. And if it doesn't get done the way you want it to the first time, you find a way around it, brother. You have a contingency plan A, Contingency plan B. Mm-hmm. It never goes the same as that mission I told you about earlier. Yeah. You, you have a plan. You walk into the building. You expect the bad guy to be in this room or whatever. And now you have to pivot. <laughs> to use an old word from a, another place we used to work at. We have to pivot. So those are two of the most valuable lessons I've learned from that. It's one of my, You reminded me of one of my, um, one of my favorite uh, Vince Lombardi quotes. Lombardi. He's, he said, um, leading by example isn't... It, it's not the best way to lead. It's the only way to lead. Love it. And uh, it is. it's kind of how, how you summed it up. It's We can't preach to our clients to do these things and not set the example for ourselves. We have to be the trendsetter 
for all of that. That's a good, I always talk about the other trainers, but yeah, for our, we lead our clients too in that regard, right? If they think we're not working out or that we're not walking the walk or we're out of shape, or which is why I'm so big into having coaches that are in shape. Yeah. You know, it's not about being superficial. It's about, are you able to guide a client down a path that you haven't walked yourself or that you've stopped walking? Right. It's uninspirational. And you don't do have to that. be 4% body fat. No, <laughs> but can you move well? Right. Right. Are you fit? Do you walk that walk? Do you live that lifestyle? So, yeah, I, I love that quote about Lombardi. Leadership is how you can demonstrate things. People don't follow titles. What is it Mel Gibson says in Braveheart? I don't They follow courage, basically, is what he says. They don't follow titles. They yeah. follow courage. And, and that's a big, big lesson. The best, that's the reason why Jocko and all those guys... Right, are so prolific and are, are so sought out for leadership um, coaching because they've led in battle. That's the most high-stress environment that you can imagine. You're leading in battle. And so that will show you, it cuts the cloth. If, you know, anybody can be brave in theory, mm-hmm. but when the bullets start flying and the bombs start going off, the real leaders get more calm mm. and they really are able to, 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 to delineate and kind of delegate the right way. That's why Jocko is making, I mean, he's got a whole thing now. He's got nutrition. I mean, he's killing it and good for him. And I think there's a question later about that. But yeah. um, but that's that's why people, so my direct skill set from infantry, I don't use that now. I do teach firearms. Yeah. So I kind of have that passion still. Right. Jiu-jitsu. I mean, I still like combat. I still like the the fighting stuff oh, and the, the shooting stuff. Yeah. But it's self, you know, self-defense. It's, you know, the, yeah. we live in a crazy world now. So I think, you know, I preach that to everybody. I love what Tim Kennedy's done with Sheepdog. I mean, right. like, teaching the, the people to do those things. He's actually here tomorrow at Triumph Fight Academy. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. I went That's to his cool. last, uh, he's a great guy. But um, walking the walk, all that stuff that we just talked yeah. about. Well, so you mentioned it, actually, I think it was in your first uh, answer as far as um, not so much the mental health, but the suicide mm-hmm. thing. So obviously mental health is a big issue within this community and... So I guess the way I would frame it is what are some strategies or resources that you either have been helpful for you or people that you know in the veteran community to maintain good mental health after your time in service? So how to, there's different things. The VA has its own, I've never gone down that path. Um, for me, a lot of it for me uh, personally is, is spiritual. Right. I mean, prayer. Yeah, absolutely. But I think finding, if you're feeling lost and alone, finding a support group of veterans like yourself i think it's very important yeah it's one thing to go talk to someone who's a therapist who can give you like just generic answers but if they've never been in combat you're never going to feel that bond with them right if you ever watch two combat veterans meet each other they might have never met each other before within two seconds they what unit were you in when were you overseas where'd you go tell me about it come back in five minutes those guys are boys yep there's a bond there they get it you know what I mean? Like they might give each other a hard time, army, marines, whatever, <laughs> but there's a bond there. Yeah. So finding a support group of like-minded people or like experienced people is huge. Um, and then again, finding some purpose, right? A lot of guys, and, and I'm sure you're, you've read about this and I don't want to disparage the VA, but what was the one thing they were doing a lot of that they shouldn't have been doing with veterans who were depressed? They were prescribing pills, Right. But that was a short-term fix and a long-term nightmare. That's not the answer, man, right? There yeah. has to be a way to deal with those things, in my mind, that doesn't involve popping pills right. and getting addicted to those pills. So support groups, um, and man, find a career, find something. If it's not a career, find a hobby. You see a lot of veterans in the jiu-jitsu world or in the combatives world because there's a sense of brotherhood. Yeah. 
there's a sense of shared struggle, right? Me and my buddies from jujitsu, the blue belts, the purple belts, whoever, we're, we're pretty tight because we've kind of walked that path. Just like in war, there's a mutual respect. Um, so I think finding, if it's not a career, finding a hobby that gives you brotherhood, it gives you purpose, it gives you an outlet. Fitness is always important. Yep. I think that if you're working out hard, you can, that, it's always been my outlet, right? Yep. So the mental health thing is real. It's hard to know. Did they have mental health issues going into the military? Right. <laughs> right? Exactly. Right? Um, and they're able to kind of pull it together because they have no choice. But when they come out, it all falls apart. Mm -hmm. they, they lose that structure. They lose yeah. that discipline. So finding a way to have structure without someone yelling at you to do it is also part of that. If you come out of the military, you don't have structure. You don't have purpose. Yeah. You, you don't have your boys or girls around anymore. Just a bunch of strangers. No motivation. No motivation. <laughs> your own family feel like strangers. I, I went through that. I had some hard times with my siblings when I came back home. I, and my brother, who I'm very close to, he's nine, almost 10 years younger than me. And I just couldn't see eye to eye with him. Mm. I was overseas with kids his age and I just thought, he, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. just couldn't, we're great now, but I, everyone goes through that. And so the, the shorter you can make that transition last, mm. the better off you are. Yeah. If it's eight years later and you're still depressed and it, that's a hard you know what I mean? Yeah. The deeper you get into that water, the harder it is to get back to the surface. So you want to get back to the surface as fast as you can. That's good. Yeah. That was a good analogy too. Thanks, man. <laughs> so as we as we commemorate Veterans Day, what can individuals or businesses do to support and show appreciation for veterans, not just on this day, but throughout the year? I think it comes from perspective. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean something to say. I still feel awkward. Uh, if someone says, thank you for your service, I never know what to say. <laughs> I, I, I say thank you back. I'm like, yeah, all good, man. Like, I don't know what to say. When I talk to my buddies who are veterans, I say thank you for your sacrifice. Right. Right. But it's more about kind of knowing. So I wrote notes on this one because that was a good question. Think about an 18-year-old kid, a 19-year-old kid who is not a soldier. What is the average 18, 19-year-old young man doing if they go to college? You know, school. Video games. Video games. Yeah. Pretty generally speaking, kind of an easy life, right? Yeah. All things, if, they're, if they come from a privileged family, what's the average 19-year-old combat veteran doing or combat participant doing? He's watching his bodies get blown up. He's seeing kids burned. He's seeing the worst of what humanity has to offer. Think about that sacrifice. That never leaves that individual. Imagine right. being 18 years old overseas and your buddy, and this happened to some of my guys, their buddy gets blown up. Yeah. Their buddy's gone. Their best friend from infantry school or from the unit is gone. And he didn't pass away peacefully in his bed. He was blown up into, into pieces, right? right? Not to get graphic. Think about that sacrifice. People, it, you're starting to see a disconnect between this generation mm. and appreciation for veterans. Right. Veterans are almost frowned upon. Oh, you went into the army, dude? What do you, you couldn't find a real, you know what I mean? Like you mm. were, that's, that was your last option. So just having that general like, Understand the sacrifice. Does it mean you have to support the war? Dude, I was in Iraq. And as I reflect back on that war, we should never have been there. It was all probably lies yeah. for some defense contractors to make a bunch of money. A lot of the wars. I could argue that every war after World War II, right. we didn't have to be there. Right. But it doesn't matter. That person went overseas and sacrificed his or her life. So having a general understanding of what that person has done, they're not some crazy person, they have, but they have really taken a big risk. It's a big risk to take, man. Yep. 
So I think if people have a general appreciation of that, and then, man, I, I just wish that, not to sound like an old man here, but as a country, we forget how good we've got it here. Mm. You know what I mean? So true. Very, In this country, David, no matter what your background is, within reason, you can wake up one day and say, I want to be this. And if you have the right opportunities and the right work ethic, you can make that happen. You get to dictate your life to some extent. In other countries, brother, you I don't care how motivated you are, you're going nowhere. You're going to put bricks on your head and make $2 a day for the rest of your life until you die. Well, think about all the immigrants that come through. Everybody wants to, everybody wants to come to America. And yet you have Americans, privileged ones, that don't all they do is complain. Hey, bro, the door's open. You're yep. free. You go, to, go, to, go to Djibouti in Africa. Go to somewhere. Go to, go to you know, Senegal. Or go to somewhere, that, that, uh, Nigeria. Go. Go do your thing. Let me see how that goes. Go, go to um, the Middle East. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. Go to Saudi Arabia. Go to, go to, Pakistan, to, to Pakistan even. Go to Palestine as a woman and wear a skirt and a tank top. Tell me how that goes for you. Right? Mm-hmm. So having a general, it doesn't, there should be no hero worship of veterans. We're just people like everybody else. Just like athletes. I've met professional athletes. That they're just I, they're good at what they did yep. or they're good at what they do. But just having a general appreciation for what veterans do. And to all the veterans out there, it's like, man, find that thing. Find your next. Don't think of your military service as an end all. A lot of people, that was their life and now they're just trying to pick up the pieces. That was just a launching pad for something a lot greater. I don't know if there's a question later on, but think about some of the veterans who have done great things, man. Yep. Yeah. Is there a later on question That's about that? That's the next that? one. Okay. Yeah. I'll just kind of segue into it. So think of TRX. Yeah. You know who invented TRX? Um, sure. It was somebody in the military. A retired Navy SEAL. There you go. He's a Navy SEAL guy. Um, think about Tim Kennedy and Sheepdog. He's out there. Granted, it's a business. He charges for it, but he's taking average people and teaching them how to shoot, how to have situational awareness, how to uh, fight to some extent with some basic jujitsu. Like he's trying to empower people to protect their own families, which I think is great. Yep. Think about the shoes I'm wearing. Born Primitive. This is a new fitness brand. Is that his? No. Who's that from? They're a veteran-owned business, though. Boom, boom. Look at Black Rifle Coffee. Yep. They've. I mean, that's one of the more obvious ones um chris b 11 b i don't know if you know who he is he's I mentioned him before yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i remember that got severely injured by an ied got severely burnt and is a competitive power lifter and he's a monster and his hands are, are not fully formed anymore wow but he's deadlifting tons of weight right I and mean, he's powerlifting. guys like that think about what they've done for the for the for the world um i'm trying to think who else there's so many men but veterans who can direct their energy to those type of things, yeah. A, they make a good living, which is important. Jocko, yep. Jocko's got the clothing line. He's doing leadership <laughs> he's coaching. An he's an author. He's a children's author. <laughs> the the warrior kid way or whatever it is. Okay. He's got origin, which makes apparel and all that. Yep. I mean, he's my boy's a he's a brand. Yeah. Right. I mean, that guy's most people now. A few years ago, when I was showing you guys videos of him. He, now everybody knows who he is. Goggins. Look at Goggins. Yep, same thing. Yeah, just up and get, getting crazy. That guy's a nut, but I love it. Yeah. So the veteran community, if they can take that energy and direct it to something productive, man, they're unstoppable because they're used to having missions and accomplishing those missions. Yeah. On the flip side of that, if they come out of the military and they feel sorry for themselves and they don't find purpose, that energy can be directed in a bad, a negative light. And that's why it's so important to find 
I keep saying it, but that purpose, the purpose is, is everything. Well, in adding to the level of discipline y'all had, yeah, like you look at all these Navy SEALs that are successful. I mean, Jocko's getting up at 4.30 every day. Yeah. Doesn't even matter. Like, no. he, doesn't, he doesn't have to get up at 4.30, but he does it anyways. He knows no other way. And sometimes that's okay. The discipline is huge. It is. Um, but no, man. So, obviously, I'm proud to be part of that community. Um, and hopefully, there's more resources with, as time goes on. I would love to do something via Fit Method where we outreach to those guys and have them come in. There's a few places around the country. I think there's a pretty well-known one in Texas, Adaptive something or other. And they work specifically with veterans who have been hurt overseas. Yeah. Whether it's they've lost a limb, they've been burned, TBI, traumatic mm-hmm. brain, uh, brain injury. I would love to do that eventually here because what we do here lends to that. Learning how to work with people with different disabilities, we can help them here. So, yeah. but that's it, man. And there's a lot of nonprofits out there that work with veterans. Um, one of my dad's really good friends. Um, I think their nonprofit moved down to Charleston, but okay, it's called Hookline and Heroes, and they yeah, t- yeah. they take take them on fishing trips. Awesome, um, pay for the whole thing basically. So it's pretty cool. With, no, it's awesome. There's a lot of good nonprofits out there doing cool stuff with them. So the last question: What message or reflection would you like to share on Veterans Day? with your fellow veterans, with those that may not fully understand the depth of sacrifice and service involved. Yeah. So like I said earlier, thank them for their sacrifice. I don't talk about service. Thanks for their sacrifice. They've all sacrificed something, whether they lost their friend overseas, whether they um, lost some of their sanity. Yeah. It's hard to come back from combat unscarred, whether it's physical or mental or emotional. There's a scar, man. Yeah. You're never quite the same. But it can, for me, it motivates me. As far as the people that don't necessarily understand, I kind of mentioned that earlier. Understand, like, take yourself out of the equation in terms of take a step back and whether you like war, hate war, you're anti-war, I get it. But look at what those young guys and girls have done. Doesn't matter if that war was just or not. Look at what they've done for each other. In their mind, they're fighting for each other. And yep. Sometimes for the country as well. So you don't have to like war but understand that without a military without a strong military which we're going to see here soon the world's pretty topsy-turvy right now we're at a tipping point that's for sure we are (laughs) the reason that the united states has the freedoms like we talked earlier you can wake up in this country and decide to pursue a goal and go for it and no one's going to stop you right yep generally speaking the reason we have that freedom is because of veterans you take veterans out of the equation it's a very different country we're like everybody else yep right uh a dictator overseeing us and deciding who lives and who dies. People forget in Nazi Germany, that was less than a hundred years ago. Yep. 1940 or so, 1939 is when I was been watching um, documentaries for some reason about Hitler a lot recently. And it's crazy because it's less than a hundred years ago yep. that an entire country said, yeah, kill 6 million people. We're cool with it. The reason that we don't have that here is because of our veteran community yep. and, and what they've done in the past from the world war two vets who, by the way, those guys are, very few and far between now. Most of them have passed away because they're older. Yep. And everybody since then, they're the reason we have the freedoms that we do. And it's important to never forget that. Yeah. I, you think about the greatest generation, there's really not very many left. <laughs> very few. And I, I, to this day, look up to those guys so much because they were, they were cut from a different cloth, man. Mm-hmm. All of them, their wives as well. Just the, we, it was a different mindset back then. That's the mindset that got us to, the, to this country to where it's at now. So, What's that saying? Hard times 
create strong men. Yeah. Yeah. Which create good times mm-hmm. or easy times, which creates weak men. I hope that we can get strong men again without having to go through hard of a time. Yeah. To get there. It, it reminds me, I went to San Diego. Uh, was that 2021? I think it was. Yeah. Or did I go to 2022? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was it, 21, if I recall. And so I went out to Fort Rosecrans, which is they call it the Arlington Cemetery of the oh, West. Yeah. And they actually showed it in the movie Top Gun. Ah, okay. Um, the second one. Th- there was like a short clip. And I was like, oh, I was just there. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the picture you shared from that. It was nice. I mean, it was very... It's beautiful. If, yeah. if, if you've never been to San Diego, if you get a chance to go, I highly recommend driving out there because it's it's right on the water. On uh, You're surrounded on both sides on, from the water. Yeah, it's, I remember it being pretty scenic, yeah. And those trees. Um, yeah, it's just... Because I've been to Arlington a few times up in D.C., but mm-hmm. it's just not the same as going out to the West Coast. For some reason, it's just... And you just feel so serene. It's yeah. It's it's something something special. So, I think that that gives you different perspective when you go to these places. And um, when I was growing up, my my mom's mom, she lived in Virginia, and there was a lot of Civil War battles. Yeah. And every time we went up to visit my grandmother, either spring break or whatever, we would go to a new Civil War memorial or like battlefield. Yeah. And just like you go out there, and you're like, wow, like you know, two hundred years ago, these guys were. <laughs> We were fighting against our flesh and blood. And it was brutal battle back then. Oh, it was nasty. The less technology... I mean, technology creates a lot of bloodshed too, but man, the back then it was it was true hand-to-hand combat. So yeah, that gives you... But it gives you perspective, right? Now imagine being 18 years old right now and you ha- you, you, you're you not going to serve in the military and you live in this world now where it's just a different vibe right now. And that's why they don't appreciate the military. They see them as the bad guys in some cases, which is, is kind of sad. Yeah. So... Anyways, for all, all those veterans out there today on this Veterans Day, because this this will release on Veterans Day, so um, we thank you for all the service and thank thank you, Gary, for all you do and for what you do for Fit Method. So it's would, an honor, would, man. Wouldn't be here without you. So appreciate uh, it, man. And we've got a little veterans thing on the front of our. A lot of people don't even see it because it's so low on no, the door. I don't want it to be. I I tell you, I I ask my, my wife Melinda. She'll tell you like I don't like to. to I, I have an infantry tattoo on my left shoulder, but it's hidden mostly. I don't like to advertise. So if we go anywhere, I don't want discounts. I don't want, <laughs> that's not what I was, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't like, I don't like the cliche and you'll see some of the guys, David, and nothing against them. They're veterans and maybe they weren't infantry. Maybe they just, and that's fine, but they will be the guys wearing the, you know, the shirts, whatever, like very like Punisher skull or whatever, like, oh, Molan Abe, you know what I'm talking about? The Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And they advertise it. I just, I don't, I don't like that. But, whatever to each his own because now i mean most of these companies are giving discounts for a lot of military yeah like for anything i think it's like almost like they've these companies realize if they don't give it that they like are almost ostracized like <laughs> yeah. what do you not care about our yeah, military? yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like lows and all that i try not to do it but at any rate um i figured i was going with this honesty no it's all good <laughs> no but but yeah to the veterans out there man Thank, thank them all because I, I really have a lot of respect for them and they're always going to be in my heart for that reason. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back soon with another episode, probably Q&A next time. Um, plus, plus I'm going to be interviewing Dr. Caroline from Carolina Sports Clinic next door. Awesome. Uh, well, she lives, she works in South Park, but that's a fun partnership that we're stepping into in South Park. Uh, for anyone that lives in South Park, if you know anybody that lives in South Park, send them our way. Um, you can send them directly to me, but um, I know one of our 
newest clients to Blakeney found us through our podcast, yep. D- Diane. So um, yep. and she's tremendous. She's a big advocate for what we do here. So um, yeah, man, blessed. Absolutely. Looking forward to the growth. Awesome. All right, guys. You have a great weekend. Thank you, guys.